no, 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 I'm your host, Anthony Mays, and today I'm joined by Jake Hoy, Eden Liu, and Joey Bean Khan. This week we'll just hang out here and watch cartoons. Saul and Dev's coming down the home stretch. We're going to start with Better Call Saul, episode 7, JMM. Cold open, Kim and Jimmy are reviewing the terms of their arrangement. Kim asks for full disclosure, which makes Jimmy uneasy. Kewel arrives to be their witness and is baffled why Jimmy doesn't have rings or a honeymoon planned. Jimmy explains it's a legal arrangement to prevent Kim from being able to testify against him, and the pragmatic explanation for Kim's proposal is revealed. That's all this is, says Jimmy, sadly unromantic. Jake, do you think he should have done something nice for her? <laughs> you know, it was, it was. we should have known we were going straight to the wedding last episode. We were talking about who gets invited? How big is it going to be? <laughs> Turns out it's simply a formal arrangement that needs to happen ASAP. So totally caught off guard, but totally felt snookered there. What occurred to me is that Saul basically has a jaded view of marriage. We're reminded this is his third one and neither of the previous ones ended well at all because I saw a little flashback video on the two mentions and he described his second wife as sleeping with his stepdad. Oh, my God. But the beauty is the turnaround, right? That we're, That's to come. According to their driver's license, Jimmy is 43, Kim is 36, and has no middle name. The <laughs> vows are brief. They stare longingly into each other's eyes, and Huell asks for a second take on the kiss as he works a disposable winding camera. I like the kiss. I like the double kiss. The smile, dude. The smiles. The Kim smile was amazing. That was incredible. I, I mean, it was so funny how they actually turned <laughs> this very procedural wedding. Basically a formalization of marriage, right? To A wedding to go, dude, is basically what they were out getting. And at the courthouse, which is their place of business. Totally. <laughs> With the guy who looked like the least enthusiastic dude in the world. With Huell trying to like kind of counterbalance everything and bring some joy to the occasion. Huell's like, what the fuck is going on? Just keeps getting stomped on by Jimmy. You want me to go steal some rings? I saw a nice one in the lobby. <laughs> dude, that's all this is. It's all this is, okay? 
<laughs> thought it was a good little move there. It was romantic. It somehow turned into a little romantic scene. Loved it. Just the chemistry between the two of them. Tremendous. A couple different plot lines in this episode. Got a little Mike Lalo Nacho arc where after his library purchase, Mike is reading Kaylee the Little Prince. Mm. I loved her purple canopy above her bed. Once Kaylee's asleep, Mike helps Stacy with the dishes and brings up Maddie on his own. I'm better now. <laughs> yeah. Decided yeah. to play the cards I was dealt, Mike says. Uh, this was a great line, though. This made it all work. Absolutely. It really is tremendous. Lalo calls Nacho on one of Saul's burner phones from jail, checks in on the operation and assigns Nacho a task. Nacho and Mike meet. Nacho insists on talking about his dad, believes Lalo is out of the picture. Nacho wants out, wants his dad to come with him when he's disappeared. They got to call the vacuum man. Lalo wants Nacho to burn down Apoyos Hermanos. Then he's not out of the picture, is he? Mike says. <laughs> this scene with Gus at the Madrigal Electromotive fast food CEO meeting in Houston. Yeah. Yeah. Total wild card. <laughs> we start with a panning shot as we see the CEOs of Sting and Ray's Hawaiian Barbecue, Luftwaffle, Palmieri Pizzeria, How Chen <laughs> Walk, and Whisker Taze. <laughs> Cleo Epstein, the CEO of Whisker Taze, will not shut up about Avocado Mania. <laughs> and they just drop us right in, and then we get. <laughs> This fantastic flex from Gus. Oh, man. Hair Schuler sets him up, gives him an opportunity to flex about his steady sales increases and his new product. I invite you to taste our delicious spice curls. <laughs> the curly fry with the Southwestern kick. Dude, who didn't love spice curls, man? Who did not love them? And who does not want to try their version? You know what I'm saying? You want it in. Did you get this beautiful future callback with Herr Schuller? Oh, absolutely. Was I, I, I mean, this episode was just, did so many surprising things. And I forget how much I love when Giancarlo Esposito is playing Gustavo Fring, the owner of Los Poyos Hermanos. He's so good at that, man. He's so gleeful. Oh, it's the personality he portrays. It's fantastic. All that brightness. Herr Schuler, who we only briefly met in Breaking Bad, where he was taste testing tater tot dipping sauces before he kills himself in the bathroom. And what a great callback when they showed us all those nameplates, right? It was kind of like when we arrived at that building Yep. and that first scene. And this scene ends with the dipping. So we call a future callback on Cinephobe. Oh, you do? Future callback. A new thing we're testing. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So I just described the future callback and you're putting a name on it. I like it. It's a future callback because Better Call Saul is the prequel. So it's doing this all the time. We got a lot of them in this episode. Gus tips his very thorough bellhop before knocking on the adjoined room. Lydia greets him and Gus looks surprised. Schuler knows that Lalo is in jail. I know it's not exactly my area of expertise, but don't people get killed in prison all the time? I mean, shanked and shivved and whatnot. Lydia advocating for murder immediately <laughs> in her cameo. Totally, totally, dude. All right, so you got me thrown here, dude. Future callback, 
could also be loop opener, right? Loop opener. (laughs) Because it turns out what we saw originally was the closing of the loop. Right? Am I oh right? Yep. You with me? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna spitball on <laughs> you're, this. You're Westworlding it. <laughs> <laughs> Gus has to reassure Schuler, who has been funding Gus's super lab efforts to the tune of 4.8 million euros. Gus reminds Schuler of their time in Santiago, Chile, with their backs to the wall, and they drink champagne. So, Jake, one of our listeners, Matt and AQ, yeah, is convinced that we will be getting a Gus in Santiago, cold open flashback. That reveals that story. And I told him that they can't make Giancarlo Esposito look that young, and they definitely can't hand this character to another actor. And we've made a bet on this. Because that's when the boyfriend was still alive, right? That scene would require him to be resurrected as well, no? Yep. And Schuler was there as well. So young Schuler. That we're learning now. We're learning this. Yes. I mean, I was totally intrigued. I'm just not even confident we go back to them again. I think they just keep teasing it. Maybe next season. Maybe. But even then, I just think it's not what this show traditionally does. The Kim flashback was a rare one. Uh, totally. I love the idea, but I, I don't see it happening either. I, I think it was a total tease. May never pay off. Gus's mysterious origin story. Did you not love this whole scene where you're like, oh, why? What's going to happen? Like, is he going to kill the bellboy? Like, I was like, what? Is he going to hook up with the bellboy? What's going he on? He thought he was going to kill Lyle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Totally. I'm waiting for him to snap, dude. You always think that Gus is just right about to pop. I'm right. It's like, wait for him to snap in private like a horror movie. I don't know, man. It, like, a lot of, and I was just like, what's going on? He's taking off the shoes. He's loosening up the shirt. And then he's knocking on the door. And I'm like, is he hooking up with some one of these CEOs? Oh, what a payoff, man. It just did not. And then the guy's in his rope with Lydia there. Like, what kind of, some kind of psychedelic threesome going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> I just like seeing Gus answer to someone also. Oh, dude, that threw me. The Bagman, which is a future callback, which is next week's episode. Yes. Gus goes with Nacho to burn down a Pollos Hermanos. This scene was unbelievable. We've got Nacho in the front room, pure, raw energy, just destroying it with reckless abandon. Meanwhile, Gus in the back precisely rigs a frozen chicken to cause an explosion in the kitchen, but not before first inspecting the fryer, Jake. (laughs) Shout out to Lyle once again. So this would be the closing of that loop right here. No future required. We bounce back and forth between the two as the chicken slowly slides down the pan and Gus walks away from massive flames. This was Peak showing, not telling for this show. Beautiful. Not a word uttered, and it was beautiful. Gripping. They're so great at this. I mean, this is the thing. So much of what they did with Gustavo in this episode was just showing. He got a lot of screen time, but he only spent about half of it talking. And half of the time, it was him selling Spice Girls. (laughs) (laughs) Would you say he owned this episode? He's never... 
anything less than magnificent. So it's hard to tell. And we got to see the whole spectrum in this episode. You know what I mean? We got the whole spectrum. We got oysterous, braggadocious Gustavo. Yeah. We got kind of sexually bribing (laughs) Schuler Gustavo. Yes. Right. And then we got clinically certifiably insane Gustavo at the end. We got that embrace, that big embrace between the two of them. I think there was a little tension in the hotel room scene too, where you're like, is this private Gustavo? You know, like, are are they actually trying to show us him in private? Because we've seen him at home with the the dinner scene in Breaking Bad. Remember, we, we had quirky context for him. But we've never really seen him in private. And the only other time this season was when he was fuming, waiting for the text or the call. That's him in private is just sitting silently Doing. with perfect posture. <laughs> it's creepy, man. It's creepy. So it turned out, though, he was doing all of this in preparation to just go into the next room and have that very tense meeting, which he was clearly anticipating. Right. Because this guy is stressed the fuck out over this money. Wasn't it interesting to hear a dollar figure placed on all on the investment? I liked it. It's helpful. Right. And also a number of years. We're at three plus years. Yeah. Gus hasn't been able to advance the construction of the Super Lab because he's literally just been dealing with Lalo this entire season. That's what this whole season turns out is about. He's got to shake him off. belongs to the newlyweds after their marriage kim has to run off saul finally answers his phone it's nacho who the hell is jorge de guzman lalo is pleading not guilty but the judge denies bond we get an amazing shot of a photo of kevin and his dad the focus shifts and we see adult kevin illuminated in his father's body rich and kim awkwardly humble themselves and apologize to a very disappointed kevin As they're leaving, Kevin tells Kim she could do a whole lot better. I thought he was going to drop another scallywag term for Saul, (laughs) but he pulled up short. Perhaps scallion. (laughs) Called him a shyster last time. I guess (laughs) Kevin's out of insults. (laughs) Kim refuses to walk on eggshells, flips it back on Kevin for ignoring their counsel, which impresses him and saves their account for now. Still hasn't gotten axed. You know, that struck me that that was kind of a hybrid Saul Kim move right there because it's a strategic move that she can sell because it's fundamentally truth, even though the whole scene, the whole time was nothing but pure manipulation. I think that was a pretty fiercely Kim move, which is to refuse to be boxed in mm-hmm. and just to be self-righteous. Mm, yes. As this show continues to do, They managed to make all these characters' arguments convincing. Kevin did ignore them. Totally. Every step of the way. Right from the get, she said she should be off the case. Yeah, going back to pre-Saul involvement, even. He wanted that location, and he refused to budge. Oh, right, 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 exactly. When she initially recommended, but (laughs) she only had that by accident, right? That's, That's what we call a negative result. 
because she was like throwing spaghetti at the wall to try to fix that situation irrationally. Tony Dalton absolutely crushes this next scene when he asks Saul about his monogram briefcase. <laughs> JMM. What's that? Oh, that's my motto. Yeah? Justice matters most. Okay, brass tacks. Um, how solid is this de Guzman thing? Because if they find out you're not who they think you are, that could be a little... It's not going to be a problem. Great. Um, first up, we're going to get the murder rap down to manslaughter. Now, I think that the DA is primed to cut a deal. So, I say, make him come to us. Power move. No. No? Nope. No deal. Here's the thing about going to trial. No, 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 no. No trial? No deal. Okay, yeah, sure. Just, what did you have in mind? You're going to get me out on bail. Bail? That's... Well, the thing there, I mean, I don't know how things work south of the border, but here, under these circumstances, uh, well, that's a long shot. Get us to the meal we've got, then. I'm sorry, I, d I don't, uh... You want to be a friend of the cartel? Hmm? Time to get yourself a new motto. Just make money. Amigo del Cartel is what Saul says in his Breaking Bad debut when he also mentions Nacho and Lalo, another future callback. Yes. And the new slogan, just make money, baby. And another proposal, by the way, right? So we had the marriage of Saul and Kim, and now we might be looking at the marriage of the cartel and Saul. Jimmy and Kim return home. Jimmy tries to avoid talking about his day by furiously making out with Kim. As they disrobe and entangle, Jimmy's guilt takes over. We go from zero to 60 real quick as Jimmy explains his new cartel client is in for murder. <laughs> On the first day <laughs> of this new marriage full honesty arrangement... <laughs> When Kim questions whether Jimmy actually wants to be a friend of the cartel, he quickly backpedals and she ends up happy that he was honest with her. Right. I thought in her eyes that she was already thinking, what have I done? <laughs> as soon as he told her. It's the most serious thing he's gotten involved with up to this point, And it happened on the same day. She was tough to read, but she's in a curious place the past two episodes. You know, it's like. It's almost like I just need to know, right? We'll handle it however you go. Because she knows he might be a friend of the cartel. He might not know yet, right? He tries to play it off. He's falling back on the bureaucratic aspect that he can't even do what he wants him to be. So he won't want to be my friend. <laughs> Jimmy is pitching dream homes to Kim. Call back to the open house earlier this season. Mike calls... Jimmy pretends he's in a tunnel, uses Beautiful. the blender. Beautiful. Mike knocks on the door. Beautiful. 
Gus needs Mike to get Lalo out on bail, and so he gives Jimmy everything you'll need to do your job. Oh, man. Mike, having carefully assembled this airtight case against Lalo, is now forced to undo his handiwork and start over. This is the most Mike shit ever. Dude, since Mike decided to play the hands he's been dealt, He's just arts and crafting every situation to perfection. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Here's here's the folder you need. Here's the inter-office envelope you need. <laughs> what did he do? He, he just put them in a different order? It's the same envelope. He foresaw to the other side of this. He could win both ways. He left himself a emergency exit door. It's crazy. Oh, we don't just want him in prison. Oh, okay. Now we need to undo that. And then we need to kill him it's full measure (laughs) (laughs) i always come back to the scene of him taking apart the car to find the bug oh my god and that's what this was he took apart the car and now he put and then he put it back together or he put it back together and then he took it apart again yeah yeah it's what mike does this was fun to watch that whole scene beautiful i'm just so happy he's back not just fighting random dudes (laughs) (laughs) yes not just drunk drunk walking at midnight Saul yells at the DA about a private investigator and we're back in court Saul has acquired a fake family for Jorge de Guzman Lalo has no idea of the name of the man he killed until it's explained to him Saul has a moment where he pauses and questions the morality of his choice before he boots back up and secures Lalo bail at seven million dollars seven million I can do that But it'll need Jimmy to pick it up. Setting up next week's episode titled Bagman. Jimmy gonna get that bag. To close it off, Jake, the Howard trilogy has come to a conclusion. (laughs) Howard runs into Jimmy in the hallway, asks about the job again. Howard reveals he knew about the bowling balls and the prostitutes. He apologizes that Jimmy is in pain and Jimmy goes off. You're sorry. You kill my brother, and you say you're sorry. Let me tell you something. The job offer, it didn't upset me. It amused me. Big job at the illustrious HHM. Chance to play at the palace. Little old me. You have no idea what's going on. You're a teensy tiny man in a teensy weensy little bubble. No, Jimmy. Oh, don't you fucking old Jimmy me. You look down on me, you pity me. Walk away. That's right, Howard. You know why I didn't take the job? Because it's too small. I don't care about it. It's nothing to me. It's a bacterium. I travel in worlds you can't even imagine. You can't conceive of what I'm capable of. I'm so far beyond you. I'm like a god in human clothing. Lightning bolts shoot from my fingertips. All of whatever was building up inside of him in that courtroom, because he was totally weighing the moral scale on that situation, right? The death of their son, the bail for Lalo. And I feel like he took it all out on Howard in that one moment. Absolutely. You know, it was an interesting thing with Saul. It's the collective turnaround he's doing, right? They're not going to show us this one final moment where he becomes. He's kind of 50-50 maybe right now if it's going to be done by the end of the season or end of next season. Well, he's already in. He's already in. He's not fully there though, right? He's still Jimmy. He doesn't want to be in. He's locked in now because of Lalo. 
And next episode, he will have to realize that he's very much deep in the game. What do you think of this as an end game? We never see Howard in Breaking Bad. We don't run into him at any restaurants. There's no future callback. You think Saul might have to off Howard and then Kim finds out about it and runs away? I think that's what's going on. End game. You think Saul just snaps? Maybe just Saul just takes him out. I don't think so. I think Howard is still schmoozing at lunches in the Breaking Bad universe, going about his business. Howard's got long odds in our death pool. How about that? Or does Kim hook up with Howard and we get a whole OJ Simpson scenario? (laughs) Just thinking long game, dude. Long game. (laughs) It's more optimistic than last week. It's a great episode, though, man. I mean, it was these are so good. I feel like I'm watching Peak Saul right now. I really feel like these episodes are tons of fun, very dramatic. Knowing that Devs is coming a few days later, what a joy watching these two shows simultaneously because they couldn't be more different. And they're both just amazing to be watching. This is the second week in a row that we've had three or four perfect scenes in each episode and they're all tonally different. Yes. There's comedy. There's yes. intense emotion. There's drama. There's Mike just diagramming the best offense in the league. It's a fantastic show. The details are perfect. They're nailing everything. Everybody's at a super high level. Technically speaking, the way they're doing these shows is incredible. And yet, You just get lost in the scene. I'm so excited for next week's episode. There's already chatter on the interwebs that it's one for the books. I feel like six was already one for the books. So if they give us another one, be very happy. And I can't wait to talk about it next week. You drink one, drink two, drink three Long Island iced teas. But your buddy's worse off and he throws you his car keys. Blue lights are blinking four o'clock in the morning. St. Trooper makes you wish that you'd never been born. Better call Saul, better call Saul. You want to tell the world you're in love with a girl named Fran? So you find an overpass and you say it with a spray paint can. Blue lights start a blinking, those handcuffs click. You know who to call and you better call quick. Saul, Saul, you better call Saul. You'll fight for your rights when your back's to the wall. Stick it to the man, justice for all. You better go solve. Shopping at the Walmart short, just a couple of beans. There's a George Foreman grill down the back of your blue jeans. They caught you at the checkout, the blue lights blink. Only one got a call, cause the others all stink. Better call Saul, better call Saul. Your husband disappeared in a most convenient way. Now your troubles are gone, his insurance will surely pay. You get to the bank, but the cops say, whoa, who are you going to die when they lock you down? Oh, Saul, Saul, you better call Saul. He'll fight for your rights when your back's to the wall. Stick it to the man, justice for all. Cause it's time to torch the stock 
But you gotta move quick before you send your own hair. Who knew there was a homeless guy sleeping in there? Better call Saul. Better call Saul. Better call Saul. The FBI finds kids trapped in your creepy van. You stay real cool and tell them you're the ice cream man. But all that crying just gave you away. Who you gonna call to skip a prison stay? Saul, Saul, you better call Saul. To fight for your rights when your back's to the wall. Stay to the man, justice for all. You better call Saul. You best call now, you hear?